Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Tuesday Night Podcast. My name is SBJ. I'm your host, and we have a fuller cast today than normal. Going around the digital table here, we have Sean. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you, man? Good. Doing well. Excited <laughs> to be here. Sweet. I felt like I needed to answer that. Uh, we, we also have Alan. Hey, that's me. Alan's here. Alan, are you also good? I I am doing very well, although I take it as a personal affront that you introduced Sean before me. Uh, contractually, you just broke something. But we'll talk about that after good. the show. <laughs> I try to put you on the spot every time here. So I knew you'd be taken a little bit of back by, putting, by me putting Sean first. <laughs> and then uh, we have a new guest. We have Justin with us today. Hey, how's it going? Our listeners cannot respond to you, but before... Before we get into things, uh, we have a we have a pretty cool show for you guys today. We're gonna do our table talk of what we've been playing. Then we're gonna talk about uh, like more hardcore game, like games focused on more strategy than luck. We'll get more to that later. And then we're gonna end the show with interaction satisfaction. We got some emails and some comments from you guys on past episodes. So that's the rundown of our show today. But before we get into that, why is Justin here? Is the <laughs> that's a question. great question. Yeah, just well, why am I here? <laughs> Uh, because you guys have a little bit of personal history, life? right? Yeah, Justin we, uh, and uh, SBJ. Uh, we do, we yes, do. We do. Uh, what is what is your guys' relationship to Justin, or if Justin wants to answer that? I played the fifth. I'll let them go for it. But <laughs> I have no clue. Justin, uh, I remember Justin from was it Gen Con twenty thirteen, or is it twenty twelve? Yeah, you guys. First year we did. I think the first year you guys did two rooms as Don. Who maybe will be on our show someday? Let's say the incident. Um, <laughs> and you brought rum chata, which is like this like rum based rice drink, right? No. Yeah, yeah. It's made like ten minutes from my house, and it's like the best thing ever. You know, if you like alcohol, I would definitely try it. It's good. And so you know, Justin kind of shoved it down my face, and that's that's how we became friends. <laughs> And from my understanding, bribed him with alcohol. From my understanding, uh, Justin does a lot of running your guys' events and running the booth and stuff like that too. Running is a strong word. <laughs> Being present while those things happen is, I think, a better description. It's better, yeah. <laughs> Justin's a really great salesman. He he sold a lot of junk on this year, which was really awesome. Awesome. Funny that I know Justin uh, because of well. Justin, have we seen each other at at every Gen Con, or was it mostly the last Gen Con we we saw each other more? I think we saw each other last year as well. Okay, like we I definitely remember running into Arena at some point. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Justin and I actually live pretty close to each other. We're both from Milwaukee, and uh, before I knew that you were doing stuff with Tuesday Night Games, uh, we used to play a lot of Pokemon TCG together. Yes, we did. Yeah, and then I think you fell out way before I did. Yeah, I mean, it's like a 40 minute drive to me for uh, the board game barrister. So like it was like, ah, it's not worth it. <laughs> now, so, I was you know, listening was to still, SBJ's was still, other podcast recently. And SBJ, you said you were in the top 10 players in Wisconsin at one point. 
Yeah, for like two years straight. Uh, Justin, were you in the top ten players in Wisconsin? <laughs> uh, two years I don't straight? think I had a ranking ever. No. <laughs> You were above ranking. I don't ranking. think I was. Like a legend or an icon? Yeah, I, I was better than being ranked. <laughs> That's what really ended uh, Justin and I's friendship at the time. <laughs> Competitive rivalry? Yeah. Right. right. Really, you followed the TCG. I didn't really see you again. And then I kept playing. And then come full circle, like two years after I stopped playing, uh, I see you running events with, with Alan and Sean at the Tuesday night booth. And we were just chatting. And I think Alan went to go introduce us. And I was like, oh, we already we already know each other. I mean, even last week, he completely forgot that we knew each other. And I was like, yeah, no, we've been over this. Like, we know each other pretty well. Yeah, and that's why I was so... I was I was pushing really hard for you not to be on the show because... No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I don't even know where we are right now. So don't hold that against me. <laughs> I will say that it was amazing introduction when we try to get Justin on the podcast because... We're all on this Skype call together, and it's like, yeah, Steve, Justin, Justin, SBJ, and SBJ's response was, yeah, I know Justin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and slowly but surely, the layers are being peeled back as I learn more and more about SBJ and the man behind the facade. (laughs) For instance, don't think I didn't listen to the last podcast. When I went to go tame my dog and what you said, SBJ, I learned two important (laughs) things last episode. One, I really suck at explaining games the first time. So I need to practice explaining a game, uh, at least the first time. And secondly, SBJ, you're a sneaky son of a gun. (laughs) You know, I try. I try to live life to the fullest, (laughs) someone say. All right. uh, Well, let's jump right into table talk. It's time for a table talk. Uh, for our, for newer listeners, table talk is what we've been playing uh, recently. I don't know if anyone wants to start. I feel like I've been doing a lot of talking. I I, I have played something, but I don't. I don't I'll know start. Okay. I'll start. I have not played anything recently. <laughs> uh, now, when do you guys go? All right, way to go, Justin. Sure. Um, I've been playing a lot of Balloon Cup lately. Uh. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it ever. It's a two-player game from like the Cosmo series, and it's great because it's more. You're you've got a bunch of cards in your hand. You get like eight cards, and basically you play cards down, and you're trying to take a tile from the other person. And on the tile, there's tile or there's cubes, and the more cubes you have, the better off you are. Um, but I really like it because it's a very cutthroat game, and it's only two players, so like you can't like piss off a whole table of people. It's just one other person you're pissing off. It's great. <laughs> I mean, I, I, okay, okay. Go ahead. I can't think of a two-player game that really isn't cutthroat. No, but see, like this one, like you can, so you can play cards not only on your side but on the other person's side as well. So, like, if you've got nothing good to play on your side, but you've got something great to like screw over your opponent, it works out. It's very simple and streamlined, but it plays really well. What was that game Al and I were playing it the other day? It was two player and it was it wasn't competitive. Double double dutch double dutch rudder, something like that. I can't remember. Dutch rudder. <laughs> Alan, what have you been playing? Tuesday Night Games is the official publisher of the month at a local <laughs> board game cafe. Hold on. Shut up. Sorry. <laughs> um at a local board game cafe known as the Malted Meeple. 
So it's a great place that you can go and get a nice drink, a milkshake. If you like alcohol, they serve it there. You can bring your family. It's family friendly too. But while I was there, I was hosting a whole bunch of our games, mostly like Woo Wee and Two Rooms and a Boom, definitely some World Championship Russian Roulette. But let me just give you the rundown of what I've played in the past week, and we'll see if it tickles any of your fancies. I already said Woo Wee, World Championship Russian Roulette, Two Rooms and a Boom, but besides that, Concept, Spyfall, Tiny Epic Galaxies. I also have been playing a lot of paintball in the woods lately. That's not really a board game. <laughs> but one thing that I think should count as a board game is I've been playing a lot of the Jackbox TV latest party pack, which includes Bidiots, Earwax, Bomb Corp, and also more Quiplash and more Fibbage. It's amazing. Oh, my goodness. Jackbox is super, super good, and we should we should give it more time than... Uh than we have today. So I want you to talk about concept. Concept. Okay. The concept. Concept. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm nervous now because I did so horrible last time. So, <laughs> uh, concept plays between, I would say you could play it with two players, but probably goes up to fudge. I could see playing it with eight players. I'm not sure the official player count, but concept you have. Oh God, you're already losing me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, basically, it's a game of charades where you try to get all the other players to guess some type of tagline, phrase, or word. Uh, and you get a point if they guess it, and they get a point, whoever guesses it. But instead of using gestures, you have a concept board. It's nothing but this big-ass board that has a whole bunch of icons that represent things. There's an icon for good and evil, for uh, historic or fictional. There's up, down, below, left, right, all these different concepts. There's colors. So if I wanted you to get America, for instance, I could put it on like geography, concept icon and then i could put little cubes on red white and blue so you know oh i'm talking about something yeah you've never played concept sean no it sounds like the opposite of code names <laughs> it's 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 basically charades with a concept board and it's brilliant the kind of combinations that you come up with it it plays super tight it's relatively light and it's amazing what kind of things you can come up with to get people to guess it won that um German award last year, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, one spiel to Yaris? Yeah. Oh, That's wow. I didn't even realize. I should go down and get the box and look at the cover. But good times. I thoroughly recommend Concept. Like it was explained. So I, I played at Gen Con for the first time and I knew it won the award. And I was like, ah, eh. I saw it. And I was like, ah, this does this game doesn't look like it would be for me. And we were waiting. I think we were waiting to play Mysterium. And the concept table was empty. And the girl was like, do you want to sit down and play? And I was like, yeah, I'm I, like we're here at Gen Con. Might as well play something I haven't played. Uh, we sat down, and she, the first thing she said was, "It's like charades." And my one friend was like, he like got up from the table. He was like, "Nope, this isn't for me." And she's like, "No, no, no, no!" Like, <laughs> and when she explained it, went through and was like, "You don't have to act or do any of that or draw or anything. You just have to place cubes down." And when we actually did it, it was it was like a very funny game, and it was like, "Okay, I see why this won, and now I'm gonna buy a copy and." Uh, I like the idea of a person who, like, when hearing charades, immediately is like, this game isn't for me. <laughs> Gets up and walks away. I just know myself too well. Me and charades don't mix. 
think yeah. it's a good description that it's a game of charades for someone who totally doesn't want to act charades for the introvert. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's a good way of selling the game. I, I think the best part about it is that you, when you're making the clues and stuff, you actually have a partner to help you out so that if you're stumped on it, you've got somebody else that can help you and jump in and take care of it. Yeah, yeah, you can do partners or uh, my play group has done all individuals, which is just kind of makes it's like you're on your own. So it's the first people it's the other people that are playing can for them to guess to get. Yeah, I've never point. played anything but one person at a time. I've never played with teams. That's interesting. Oh, that sounds uh, right the rules own. actually say I think the rules actually say you just play two people like to do the clue and then everybody else tries to guess. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I actually played something finally. Uh, my game group got back together and uh, I got a copy of uh, Evolution for my birthday and I finally get got to crack it open and play it. And Evolution is like Ooh. a dinosaur game um, where you get you get a board where that's your creature and you can imagine your creature to be whatever you want. But you get dealt a hand of cards and then you can either discard those cards to uh, increase your creature's population or how big your creature is, or you can play the cards to evolve it. So you can make your creature into a carnivore or you can make your creature into like something intelligent that can climb so they can avoid carnivores. But uh, if you're a carnivore, you can teach your carnivore how to climb. So you can climb the tree to eat the herbivore that just learned how to climb. So what's, what's really cool about the game, and uh, I think my whole table really liked it. I, and I know they liked it because... When I read a rule book and I like explain the rules and we start going and something comes up where they question it, I can I can tell that they care because they want me to look into the rule book so they know that the rules are right so then they can actually properly screw over the person they were planning. <laughs> it's just nice to know they're paying attention. <laughs> so that's how I could tell they liked it. But it was it's interesting because uh, one person went the carnivore route like right away it was like I'm gonna turn my guy into a carnivore. I'm gonna start eating you guys and. Within the next round, everyone besides him went super defensive and his carnivore was stuck like dying because it couldn't actually eat anyone else because everyone just focused on their defense and like building up their population and making their creatures bigger to make sure they didn't get eaten. Yeah, so it was like really interesting of not only are you evolving your creatures, but everyone's play style evolves based on what other people are doing at the table, which I think is really cool. What do they call that? Emergent? It's kind of like emergent gameplay. Yeah. Like we all react to each other and, and change our styles. That sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. It's, it's super simple to teach and um, it kind of makes me want to go out and grab the expansion. The expansion just came out, I think, last month and it adds uh, flying creatures, which yeah adds just another layer of complexity. But like you you can learn the game in like two rounds or even shorter than that. It's, it's that simple. So I feel like now that my playgroup has that down, that we could probably play like another one or two times before they're like, all right, let's add more. Let's add that flight expansion. Yeah. So uh, that was really exciting. Call SBJ. me when they add the creatures with the laser eyes. Right, yeah. Like Smash Up. I got a pop quiz for you. Uh, how many dinosaur games can you guys name? I think off the top of my head, two. Oh, God. I think two. And they are? Yeah. Rorosaurus? Evo. Oh, Rorosaurus, yeah. And what's that new um, green couch game one? Jurassic. Jurassic Attack. Jurassic Attack, yeah. Does Rampage, does Rampage count? Is it the video game? 
No, like <laughs> I think no, they call people, it. It's based no, on that though. They can't call it Rampage yeah. anymore because of the legality of it. So now they have to call uh, it the terror that came to Meeple City. So it's no longer known I, as Rampage. That's a terrible title. It's really yeah. bad. My box still says Rampage. They're not going to change my box, so we're good. <laughs> the interesting thing that, is... I thought they just had the license for that. That's crazy. That uh, is incorrect because the correct answer was Dizzy Dizzy Dinosaur, which is the best of all tabletop dinosaur-themed games. You asked how many I know, I know, and the answer is I only need to know one. Dizzy Dizzy Dinosaur, because I even remember the theme song. Dizzy Dizzy Dinosaur, you better watch out, knock him out. Dizzy Dizzy. You guys don't, am I alone? Does anyone remember Dizzy Dizzy Dinosaur? Dizzy Dizzy Dinosaur. Yeah, he's a silly beast, to say the least. He got me, he got you, not me. Fireball Island type games? Yeah, it was right with Fireball Island. Was it like the Gator Golf? Whoa, you're so gosh darn young, SBJ. Gator Golf is so new compared to Fireball <laughs> Island. How old are you, SBJ? I'm 27. Yeah. I'm not that young. Me. Gator Golf was the best, though. You're young enough to have played the Pokemon TCG competitively. No, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the players of the Pokemon TCG are definitely way older than me. <laughs> I was gonna say there was people in their thirties easily. Yeah, there's a there's a, there. Okay, this is a whole another podcast dis- discussion, but there are uh, pokey dads who play the TCG, and they just play because their kids are playing, and they don't care enough to win, but they care enough not to lose. So <laughs> they like so so for somebody who like me who are who like spends a lot of time and like dedic- like they don't play test or anything they. There, there are like walls that just stop your progress of actually getting to top cut because they they just know enough that the game is lucky enough that they can actually uh, beat you. Sound a little bitter. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of luck, we're gonna switch gears here to games that are not so lucky. Uh, I thought that the first four episodes of the podcast have kind of focused on party games and lighter games like King of Tokyo and stuff, but I wanted to ask you guys. What games you really like that involve more skill than luck? Chess. <laughs> Chess. Go. <laughs> so does anyone want to start with like a game that you really like to get to the table, but is kind of harder because you know that you'll just crush them because you're so good at it because it involves skill? You know, this might be an interesting time to talk about Alan and my roots a little bit because I think Mage Wars did a really good job with that. Essentially saying like, hey, you know, deck drawing and and card drawing is uh, for the birds and having a game where all your spells were available to you. You know, there's still a mana cost, but you could – the choice was in your hands and you weren't left up to to the deal of the draw, which I always thought was really cool. Yeah, I'll contribute to that. The topic of luck versus strategy is a very rich one often talked about in the world of game designing because pure luck is Candyland and pure strategy is chess. And you need to have both typically in order to have a fun game because chess is too intimidating because it's almost like getting into a hands-to-hand fisticuffs fight because if I beat you, it's basically saying, yeah, there was no luck involved there, baby. I'm just better than you at chess. 
Well, with Candyland, you could just be like, I'm just do nothing but purple all day. Where the hell is the red when I needed it? So that you need this balance. So even with Mage Wars, it's definitely more strategy. That's one of my favorite one-on-one, -on -one, very competitive type of games. But you still roll a die for damage. For damage, of, yeah. Yeah, dice. Yeah, there's a lot of them. So even you could have an awesome spell and you can totally fumble it. But... It's only a slight element to it. There's totally a lot of strategy. That was a really good call, Sean. I will share that answer with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like they did a good job, uh, Brian Pope and Ben Pope and all the guys over there, at, at, um, at balancing and really trying to find that nice tension point to where, um, you know, like the winds of fate and fortune in battle or whatever are all still there while feeling like you could create a plan and, and execute that plan. That's, that's a cool example. Justin, do you have any, anything that you like bringing to the table that's more strategy than luck? Uh, yeah, I love Eclipse. Um, you know, people say it's a lot like uh, Twilight Imperium, but I think it's a better version of it. And it's way more streamlined, and there is still, like, there's a whole bunch of balancing. Like, there's a whole bunch of different races that are available, but none of them feel way more overpowered than the other, but they all play very uniquely like there's one race that just starts off with way more money than everybody else but they're like really bad at tech and so it's it's cool to see how you know especially in like a group how like they a group will choose their race and then try to play them out do you have a tough time bringing that to the table oh yeah absolutely i mean because you know <laughs> given the chance given the chance to play a three-hour game or like a 30-minute game they're like oh yeah let's play the 30-minute game because then we could play like five rounds of it yeah yeah i wish i could have picked my race <laughs> Man, I would love to play Eclipse with you sometime, Justin. I remember our totally Eclipse, Eclipse story. You remember, Sean, when we first saw Eclipse, it was oh, yeah. at Gen Con, mm -hmm. and one of our friends opened up Eclipse and had so many pieces to it. I said, yeah, I'll never play that game. There's way too many little pieces. It looks so <laughs> ugly. And I also like how you say Eclipse. Very cool. <laughs> As opposed to? Eclipse. Okay, whatever. I'm from Wisconsin. I'm allowed to. <laughs> Half Wisconsin on this podcast today, so. Uh, it's unfortunate. The <laughs> the game that came to mind when I when I thought of this topic and probably one of my favorite, favorite games is Power Grid. I don't know if any of you have played it. I have a real yes. hard time with games like that. Do you? Why, is, it, is it the math like or is it like the bidding? If we're just talking about movies, if there's a movie called Power Grid, I wouldn't even watch the trailer. <laughs> Somebody would have to be like, "No, Quentin Tarantino made that movie," <laughs> like to get me interested in it. Oh man, that's just I'm a big I'm a, a big movie. theme baby, and so like it's hard to get me interested in a game like London or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Power Grid. I've I've probably played uh, like four or five times, so not not terribly often. But man, when I get it to the table, it's like three hours of. I can't focus on anything else but the game. And that probably says a lot about the game. So for our listeners, Power Grid is, it's like Monopoly, but with zero luck. And every turn on Power Grid is very like, you have to count, like, like your dollar, your one or two dollars that you have left matter so much into the next round. Um, so it's a game about building power plants and connecting the power plants to uh, make more money to build more power plants to power more cities to make more money. And there's mm. an auction system of auctioning off new power plants. So you could either uh, get like a like trash or nuclear or oil 
or I, I think the last one's gas. I can't remember. Do you get to do stuff like lobby congressmen and like have corrupt backroom deals and <laughs> that kind of thing? Or yeah, is it just, just all totally above board. Right. Just, just real, real life. Um, <laughs> so I, it's, it's very hard to get to the table because when you tell somebody it's three hours long and you explain that like, it, it there's no luck and it turns a lot of people off but the people who do play it and who are committed it's so intense and it's so like you're like every turn like you're waiting you're just like counting your money and you're like count like because you're so invested in what you have and what you want to invest in and man it's a fantastic game i'm with sean i think you'd have a lot more success if you just said you guys want to play grid of power <laughs> Yeah, Power Grid just got uh, <laughs> the biggest complaint that does change a lot for me. Just got like a reprint, and it's still pretty Euro looking. Like it's real bland still. The biggest complaint I've heard about that game is people hate the math in it, and like it's not like it's like you're doing like long division or anything. It's just simple math, but there's just so much of it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> people just they're like you're calculating how much money your plants are bringing in, and then if you calculate that wrong, it's going to ruin your calculations for how much you can buy um the next round and then if you do if 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 any of those numbers are off it just throws off your whole turn so i i think the it's not that it's complicated math it's just it's the math has Stressful. to be precise mm. boats and roads boats i've never played roads. it is that good no we'll never play that <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a game really up my alley too that game could be a new testament of the bible and i wouldn't play it <laughs> And he's like, yeah, and in uh, the third major section, it's a board game. Anyway, let's uh, let's move into some interaction satisfaction. Howdy. It's time for interaction satisfaction. Shoot us your emails, your comments, or your questions. We'll do our best to answer them. Ooh, I like that uh, sound. That's yeah, we got we got a bit. So, uh, if you guys have any questions for the podcast that we want to uh, that we want that you want us to tackle, uh, you can email us at uh, podcast at tuesdaynightgames.com and we'll be able to answer those questions on the show, uh, board game related or not. Uh, I think Alan has some feedback. I have two questions here from uh, the podcast email. Alan, do you want to start off? Sure, because I have about five, so I'll do two, then pass it to you, pass cool. it back to me. Yeah, so um, this one's really quick. On Facebook, Salman Kin contacted me, and he just suggested that anytime I mention my wife, I need to say it Borat style. My wife. So, <laughs> Thank you for that advice from five years ago. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Salman. Way to keep up with Salman. the times. Uh, but this one was an interesting one. This is on Twitter to me. From at watching the sink, and this is in regard to I believe episode three. He said, "Don't say sexual preference when you mean sexual orientation." And he followed that up with another tweet that says, "My sexual orientation is gay, which means I love banging dudes." <laughs> but he has a point, and, and I said, "Oh, you know, sorry, I know better." And I didn't even realize I was using sexual preference instead of sexual orientation, but. Here's the difference for those that don't know. Sexual preference, some feel insinuates that there's choice involved, and that's a debate where people say that you get to choose your sexual orientation. 
So sexual preferences. I think I prefer vanilla today. I think I prefer sodomy today. You know, it's this idea. But so my bad. I'll do my best to use sexual orientation because I'm supposed to be on top of those things. <laughs> what do you got for us, SBJ? Uh, I got an email from Logan. He goes, hey, guys, I'm really enjoying the show. My main question is how the heck do I get any of the games you guys talk about? The ones that sounded really interesting were all sold out. Maybe you could mention uh, if the games are headed for a reprint or if I should just give up hope. Just give up hope. Mm. Or yeah. take a look on Board Game Geek in the market. I don't know. what. Yeah, Board Game Geek, so if you're doing the market, here, the market is great. And also um, um, math trades are a great way to find old old games that are out of print and have been out of print for forever. Just Math fair warning, so if, if you don't know Board Game Geek and you've gone onto it the first time, expect it to look like someone took a dump on your screen because it's uh, really yeah. hard to navigate yeah. at first. Yeah, I would recommend Amazon. Yeah, Amazon's good. I get a lot of my games from Cool Stuff Inc. I think they have good prices. Yeah. And for the most part, if a game is sold out, you can usually... Uh, have it remind you that when it comes back in stock. That's right, you can. And they're pretty good. Yeah, they're really good at like reminding you as soon as it's back in stock. And they pay us $5 every time we mention them. <laughs> That's right. Cool stuff, in, cool stuff, in, cool stuff. In. <laughs> uh, Logan had a follow-up question. He says, SBJ uh, was about to explain what dragging a lake means, but Alan interrupted. What does dragging a lake mean? Uh, if you want to hear that, you've probably already heard it. We discussed that on episode four, I believe. Yeah, last week. Yeah. yeah, that was last episode. Yep, last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Preston writes into the podcast. Goes, "Hey, SBJ, Alan, and Sean. I heard about the sweet podcast while listening to it's super effective. That's my other podcast. Uh, it has quickly, synergy. It has quickly become one of my favorite shows. I have one question for you. On an earlier episode, you asked Steve what his Twitter handle was at Drinking Away. <laughs> <laughs> Something I've pondered myself frequently. Uh, unfortunately, he have never he has never explained this. I'm not sure if just uh, SBJ is intentionally hiding the origins of his Twitter handle, or it was just an oversight. I just wanted to let you know that I personally enjoyed the brief summary of the games that you guys are talking about, so Sean can suck it. <laughs> Anyways, you guys are doing an amazing job. Keep up the good work. If you want to give a shout out to Preston in Salt Lake City, Utah, that would be cool. Peace. Oh, there is don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, just kidding. Do it. Don't give him. It's power. a trap. Uh, there's your shout out, man. Uh, thank you for writing in. I did explain my Twitter handle last week. If you want Which to, I'm now realizing we shouldn't have because I think we could have milked that for a lot. Yeah, more we probably could have really. I don't think I've ever explained it on my. The most interesting thing we've talked about on this podcast was your Twitter <laughs> handle. <laughs> I don't think I've ever explained it on my other podcast, but uh, yeah, now you guys know what it means. It's not that exciting uh, in retrospect. Alan, what do you got for us? Ben Canellis says, I love the elevator pitch descriptions of games and the background music made me feel like I was in the elevator. So that's a compliment to SBJ with the background music of the elevator pitch. And that was our idea of splitting the difference of not describing games at all and going into too much detail is the idea of having, you know, we have an elevator ride. And that's actually the next one is Diana Niebring said... Uh, more, more, more elevator pitches, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. So <laughs> apparently for those two individuals, they really like the idea of us doing an elevator pitch. And okay. I heard that there's another show, didn't know this show, but apparently there's some type of 
how it works show where they have to explain some scientific concept within a minute. So, um, yeah, I, I was told about that on Facebook messenger by one of my friends and he was wondering if I got the idea from that, but nope. Huh? That's it. So yeah, we haven't done any of those in a few episodes. No, I mean, I did explain evolution pretty quickly. You did, but you know, the, the thing is we were, using the elevator pitches for games that all of us already knew. Yeah. Should we move into elevator pitches for games that we, one of us doesn't know? Yeah, I don't Absolutely. know. Yeah. We can even have that. Idea. We'd probably have to add more floors. So it'd probably be like 30 floors, two seconds each. So you get a whole minute because yeah, 30 think, seconds is not enough. If none of us know the game. That's true. Yeah. I think a minute's a good time. Uh, now I just have to find a longer sound clip to play in the background. If you could get Lady from Ipanipa, that would be the best because that's the classic <laughs> elevator music. Is I'd that be copyrighted? To... Can I use that freely? I don't know, but I do want to copyright. It'd be amazing. But I think you know, what we can do, maybe we split the difference even more, is you do the elevator pitch and then afterwards you can answer questions. So Yeah. yeah and then we... after that, you can explain the whole game. And then after <laughs> that, we do a moratorium and we... That's right. I think I think the main point is as long as we're not spending so much time explaining games every time. But for instance, your balloon game, what was it called, Justin? Balloon Cup. No idea how to play it. It was like two people and they swing stuff at each other, but you gotta be careful. Yeah. That's what I got from that. Yeah. <laughs> That's mostly because Justin sucks at explaining things though. Not like <laughs> I mean it, it's a it, it's a hard game to explain. I mean, I can do a better job of it later, I guess. Yeah, I just I just didn't want to run into the problem where like uh Next week, I it's like, oh, guys, I played Evolution again. Uh, this is how you play it. And it's like, well, he just did that yeah. last week. That's I'm like point. the stick in the mud on this, too, where, like, if I have played the game, I'm so bored listening to people explain it. And if I haven't played the game, I really can't figure it out from their explanation anyway. Yeah. So it's just like, just tell me if it's good and if I should look it up and give me the <laughs> unique thing. Like, give me the thing that's going to get me to buy this game, you know? Yeah. And that would be the elevator pitch, I right. guess. Yeah, so hopefully with my explanation of evolution, that was more more than enough for you guys to at least go like, I want to look this game up now. Because when I heard about evolution, I was like, I have no idea what the hell they're trying to explain, except that some animal evolved and ate another one, and it's supposed to be simple, but that doesn't sound simple. So, well, shit, now I got to look it up. And then the when thing I that you up, said was, that sold me on evolution was like that an herbivore would climb into a tree and then the carnivore would evolve to climb and then go eat it. And I was like, that sounds like, fun. yeah, you did a great job. <laughs> you you def definitely hit it and it was entertaining to talk about. So you're good Sweet. at this stuff. Sweet. So, uh, I can't remember North star games. If you would like to send a check my way, uh, <laughs> I've sold it's at least at dragging a lake. <laughs> if you want to know what that means, please go to episode four of our podcast. We should do some uh, shameless plugs just so we can get get people to sponsor us. Like <laughs> this episode brought to you by Rick and Morty: The Adventures of Rick and Morty by Dan Harmon. Stay swifty, y'all. And then maybe they'll actually listen to us. We can plug in that we talked about them. That's right. Hey, uh, I I don't know if you guys saw this. I did. I posted it on the Facebook. But we were the fiftieth most downloaded. Uh, games and hobby podcast in itunes there are good? 50 games and hobby podcasts oh there are way more than that if you're in the top there's 51 <laughs> uh if you are in the top 200 you are a somebody is what how itunes ranges things is dice tower number one 
Uh, I don't think at the time it might have been like Car Talk. Yeah. Because Car Talk, so iTunes breaks it up into, I think, video games, hobbies, other games, and then one other category. And we're under other games because we're not a video game, but we are another game, a.k.a. board games. Um, a friend of mine complained because when he graduated from MIT, or not when he graduated, when he did commencement, I don't know how college works, but the guys from Car Talk were the guys that gave the talk at the beginning. <laughs> I think we can beat those guys now that one of them died. Yeah, I heard Car Talk is just like episodes from like 1997 to 2014 just played on repeat. The classics. And that they're, podcast is like always number one in uh, games and hobbies. They're good. Yeah, I mean, I was... <laughs> legit upset when i heard that because i listened to it but it was a big it, like, thing for me growing when up when you yeah. listened to it did you not realize that it was like from like 2011 no they have an episode every day like it, it was current when i listened to it as oh we... okay because right now they just replay old episodes but still gets them to number one well i think that's our show like i said if you guys want to uh email us any questions board game related or not uh you can do that at podcast at yeah, podcast. I don't even know the own email. Podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. Alan, where can our listeners find you? They can find me at, at Alan Girding, A L A N G E R D I N G, or at, oh no, Alan Girding, same thing, and Facebook. Uh, yeah. And also, don't forget that this episode was brought to us by Nike Shoes. Nike, feel the difference <laughs> in your feet. Oof. Huh. That's, that's you so you knocked that promo out of the park. Uh Sean, where can our <laughs> listeners find you? I'm just reading what they sent me. Oh, so yeah. I, I understand. Don't blame good job, me. good job. Intern Thank wrote you. that copy. You can find me at, at Sean McCoy, S-E-A-N-M-C-C-O-Y. You cannot find me on Facebook. Get your own friends. <laughs> Very fair advice. Uh Justin, where can our listeners find you? Oh man. Uh we'll go with Twitter. At Yugurt87, Y-O-U-G-U-R-T-8-7. Awesome. And, but where should uh, they go to leave feedback? Podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. Yeah, cool. Sorry, did you already say that? I'm sorry. Edit that out. <laughs> God damn it. Sean and Alan are letting me do something cool. Uh, so right now, uh, for the month of October, if you leave us a review in iTunes, you have a chance to win a copy of Two Rooms and a Boom. So pretty easy to enter. All you got to do is go over to iTunes Leave us a review, and then at the end of the month, I will randomly select somebody. I will read your name and your review, and you will win a copy. And uh, one of those two, Sean or Alan, will send you the copy of Two Rooms in a Boom. It's that easy to enter. Do something different the next Wait month. Wait to give, uh, give a copy of Two Rooms in a Boom to somebody who hates the show. <laughs> <laughs> your chances go up the more stars you give us. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter if you care to do so. It is at Dragging a Lake, the Twitter name that somehow has uh, a following of its own. Um, but this has been another episode of the Tuesday Night Podcast, and we are finished. <laughs>